Hello, and welcome to this week's show where we look at stunts and action on film and TV. Forty years ago, in 1982, the world was, well, a very different place. Superman and James Bond were doing very nicely, thank you very much, and the action audience were about to get something very different indeed. The war movie had been a staple of any action-adventure, but when Sylvester Stallone was sent the script when he was making Nighthawks, it was for an idea about a story of a Vietnam vet who's harassed by the sheriff of a local town. The bar was pushed just that bit higher. First Blood is the story of John Rambo, who over the next 37 years was to the focal point of five movies. First Blood in 82, Rambo First Blood Part 2 in 85, Rambo 3 in 88, Rambo in 2008, and Rambo Last Blood in 2019. The action was very well paced and overseen not only by Stallone, who took a very hands-on approach, but by stunt coordinator Conrad Parmesano. He brought in the very best stuntmen for the project. Doubling for Stallone were three doubles. Diamond Farnsworth, who tested much of the equipment for the gags prior to Stallone taking over in the scene. An example of this is the escape from the sheriff's office in the film. Sly can be seen jumping down the steps and running across the street, but all this would have been tested and rehearsed by Farnsworth himself. Here is Sylvester Stallone to tell us about filming this particular sequence. I had just finished uh, Rocky Three, and uh, we were I was editing actually at the same time. So I was down in weight. I had done Rocky, about 168 pounds, and I was down to about 164 in this. So I was feeling in, in decent shape, but getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And uh, I'll never forget this scene here. Uh, this is a scene that started a, a, a real problem in the movie. It was supposed to be one take where he comes up and hits me in the hamstrings in the lower back and then kicks me. Well, we did this about 14 takes until finally I said, what do you want the guy to do it with in a French accent? I don't know. I mean, we've done it so many different ways, uh, and and it it led to to a lot of tension on the set because it was now getting carried away. Like, how far do we beat up Rambo? And I said, well, you can beat Rambo up, but Stallone is getting a little sore. It was, you know, and like the fire hose thing, uh, the thing was so strong that it blew all the scar tissue off that we it took two hours to put on. So that, that's, that's the real deal. That's the real deal. This is when uh, I had asked a true Navy SEAL to help me work on this situation, that if a man who was borderline psychotic were to lose it, could he possibly get away in a situation like this? And it, we felt that the moves that Rambo employs right here would would pretty much... Uh, facilitate his escape. It's possible. And, of course, the actors are going, nah, we, I, I could hold him. So I had the Navy SEAL basically do it on these guys, and sure enough, he laid out about three of them. So it, it worked. It worked. Uh, the only problem was they kept snapping this billy club up into the windpipe, and it, it wasn't uh, too pleasant. So it got, it got a little tense. Right here. 
Wham. I mean, this could actually be done against a, you know, an unsophisticated police force like supposedly this group is. This is called a, this is a tiger claw, when, you know, used in uh, Oriental, and then, of course, gouging of eyes. There's no clean cuts here. I didn't want to do karate chops. It would be like you're fighting an animal. This would be grabbing someone very easy, again, bang, in the kidneys, throat. Uh, now we start getting a little theatrical, but... I had to add this one. This one I thought was kind of interesting. Bang. That's actually Brian Dennehy taking the shot full on the chest, and he went over a desk. These other fellows here were not actors, but they were they were taking some uh, some some nice shots, especially the next guy coming up. He was like, pow. I mean, again, that's an actor and not a stuntman, and this fellow here actually did get his nose broken. Bang. Sorry. It, things happen like that. It's a uh, you know, rough day at the office. Now he said, okay, what do we do? Nah. Again, that was kind of a, if I could do whatever again, I wouldn't run up the side of the car, but it was, it seemed like a cool thing to do at the time. But jumping on his motorcycle was, was extraordinary. That's myself up until we get to the outside of the town and we employed uh, a world champion. The motorbike sequence saw Stallone doubled by world champion motorcyclist Will Harper, who did so much of the chase sequence, it's unbelievable. Stallone does ride a motorcycle, but not to the same standard, and consequently, Will did the tough stuff. Now, Stallone was riding the bike for some of the close-up shots, but many of those were on a rig attached to a camera vehicle. Brian Dennehy, who played the police officer chasing Rambo, is doubled by Benny Dobbins, one of the nicest guys in the business. During the chase, both bike and car do a leap from one side of a set of railroad tracks to the other, a jump of 30 feet. Will had spoken to some of the local kids, who would jump this same gap on their bikes most nights. They said the takeoff area was a rise in the road which was steep enough to propel them the full distance at 40 or 50 miles an hour. Now, the special effects team had built a takeoff ramp, which was way steeper on that side. So when Will hit it, he really flew. So much so that he had to hit the back brake in mid-air to correct the flight of the bike before hitting the ground some hundred feet later. Benny in the car hit the ramp and unlike the bike where you can adjust in mid-air to assist the positioning of the landing, the police car just landed flat and broke his back the moment he hit the ground. He brought the car to a stop and rolled out onto the ground, desperate to keep straight. He was in so much pain. An additional jump later on in the chase where the bike and the car jump a barbed wire fence was filmed earlier on. The real dirt biking bit and serious off-road stuff was again done by Diamond Farnsworth. Here is Stallone to give his opinion on that sequence. This is me uh, kind of like shopping in a quick way. Going to the center of town on Saturday. Now, from this point on, did an interesting thing. Uh, they just let it let it fly, really let it fly. This is one of the uh, first motorcycle chases that I've seen that is horrifically uh, um, unchoreographed. You just say, okay, you want to go down this? Let's go down the street. Let's go down this thing. Let's leap this. 
And these are icy, wet streets. As you can see the fog up there, this is a horrible situation. It's like ice everywhere. And look, look at this man go. Mind-blowing. Just mind-blowing. It's interesting, too. The director decided to cut all the music out of this, which all you would hear is what these two men would hear. Just the engine, the wind in their ears, and and the gravel, the skidding. So I, I thought it was it was uh, pretty inventive. You know, usually in this kind of situation, in some of the action films I've been in, you would have you know an 80-piece orchestra just blaring away. Uh, this bike wasn't being towed. I was, you know, I'm not. I ride motorcycles, but you know, certainly not to this extent. But some of these shots we had to do, and, and it got bad. I remember uh, the one shot where uh, I think, let me see, it's, it was just before he came off the road, and uh, it, we almost had a head-on collision right before this jump here. So it was, it was extremely dangerous because even though the, st the stunt people tried to block off the highways, they couldn't, and this one truck came by, and let me tell you, it was very, very close. That was, I was ready to shake hands with the angels. Okay, about this time I'm back on the bike and moving up. We thought, okay, this is uh, kind of an interesting situation because he's getting further and further into his elements. So we were going into spots. So what do you think of this? What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? Like, yeah, fine. Let's, let's, let's wing it here. Let's wing it here. Like, this is cold, man. Let me tell you. Um, we had a problem where my eyes, the liquid in my eyes, was starting to freeze up. You know, I hate complaining about this because we're paid well, but if you want to know what goes on behind the scenes, it's hard to focus, truthfully, when you're going 40, 50 miles an hour uh, in this uh, weather. This was an accident with this car, and they kept it in. No one could, you know, plan a slide like that. So, so they, they put Brian in the car after the stuntman flipped over and uh, winged it from there. And I had to go up and, and flip off the bike. This is not, you know, such a hard thing. You just had to get out of the way. The hardest part of this was uh, it, it kind of took a toll on your hands. The, the rocks, like cheese graters. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Simon. And I'm James. We want to talk about those movies. Those supposedly bad movies. Those movies that bombed. To see if they weren't that bad after all. Join us every other Tuesday on the For Your Reconsideration podcast, part of the Pod Dojo Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your usual podcast apps. And it won't cost you a solitary bean, mate. <laughs> it's like it's free. <laughs> it's just like it's free. <laughs> Once Rambo has been chased by the chopper and he climbs the cliff, it's time for Buddy Joe Hooker to take over. Freezing cold conditions made for very difficult safety measures. The helicopter hovering nearby, the airbag meant it had to be lashed in place and kept stationary. The last thing Buddy wants when he leaves the 90-foot cliff face is a wandering landing area. The fall through the trees was done in a number of ways, culminating in both Stallone and Buddy Joe with a few injuries to show for it. Another excellent high fall is from the helicopter, where stuntman Bobby Sargent does a backflip, doubling the actor. Bobby was from a diving background and made this look easy, but the downdraft from the chopper 
could have caused all sorts of problems. Luckily for the production, it was in the hands of the legendary Chuck Tamburo. And here again is Sly to talk us through that scene. The first shot here, when they started uh, using squibs, it was a little reckless. The uh, special effects guy, Thomas Fisher, is very, very good. Uh, but this is a tough one to do because with the wind, as it exploded against the rock, it, it would ricochet off like that and, and, and uh, get into my eyes or ears. And, and, it, and it, you were tempted to grab yourself and then fall off. This, I thought, was a pretty clever move by, by the stunt people. The first fellow there was uh, Buddy Joe Hooker, I believe, who started the fall. Yeah, now, now it's getting cold and people are getting agitated. And the helicopter actually is swerving around up there because of the, uh, the up there. Oh, that hurt. That was bad. The, the, yeah, the downdrafts. Now, could this possibly happen? Absolutely. This is one of those stunts which I'm very proud of. Uh, this is Buddy Joe Hooker. Insane, but great. You believe this? Now, he goes through the first third. Another man is right there through the second third. And then I'm at the last third. Coming up, that's me. Um... It's interesting to note that we had done this twice. I was asked to do it a third time, and the trick was to basically abandon yourself and try to catch the branch right on the soft spot of the stomach, kind of like with the indentation. Well, I, I twisted and I cut it on the rib. So it broke my rib, the lower rib, and I fell to the ground. So it was pretty easy to act out the pain, if you know what I mean. Again, these, these squibs here, uh, if you turn into them, they will take your eye out. So it's a timing situation where, okay, let me go, let me look. And so as soon as I look, you pull back immediately because you know it's coming. He's, he's going off a facial cue. Bang, boom. So it was, it was very, very good the way the, uh, the coordinators did this. But you had to hang your face out there to make it work. To the sequel. And every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find Funny story about this. This film was kind of a it was taking disastrous turns in the editing room and it was not working and, and people were very afraid of it and the producers had put their life savings and they just saw their money going down the drain and, and being ruined. So they asked me, they put together a 20, 40 minute uh, screening and I hated the film first time I saw it, I really did, everyone did. It was just, it went on for three and a half hours, it was just not working. The, the Something about it, it just, 
it needed to be cut and whatever. And it's not just me. I mean, everyone was feeling this is a disaster. So <laughs> they, and I, I sort of moved on to other things. I said, oh boy. I, we even tried to buy the, the negative back and, and, and just get rid of it. Uh, so this is why people shouldn't panic, I guess, is that the editors and a few other people got together and they cut it down to 40 minutes, made a 40-minute presentation tape, and they invited some of the most important exhibitors and, and, and critics from around the world. And they said, Sly, I want you to go in front, please make a speech and tell them how great this film is. There's another Rocky, it's another this. Another. I said, are you crazy? Last time I saw this film, I was nauseous. I mean, even people that... that like me wouldn't lie. They said it was horrible, horrible film. And they said, no, no, it's a different film now. Just trust us. I said, so I'm supposed to go out there to financial people that I'm going to work with and lie to them. Yeah, just say it's great. So I went out there and I spoke as though this was the godfather. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life, whatever. And they ran the 40 minutes and I was blown away. I was shocked at how uh, clever editing wonderful music and um, plot points that are brought out and and all the excesses that sometimes in filmmaking we get like you know running through the woods for an hour it's brought from an hour down to 12 minutes and what they got more importantly was a a film that worked on several levels you know, it's about alienation. You don't have to be a Vietnam vet to say, you know, oh, yeah, I feel that's what relationship I have with my mother and my father. I, I know what it's like to be an outsider, you know, and, and that's what I think they achieved with this one more than the other uh, Rambo films, which are good action films, but this one uh, worked on a, on a more profound emotional level without sounding too corny. Anyway, it was an honor to be involved with Rambo and this film. It's one of the uh, highlights of my life. Over and out. Thank you all for listening to Sylvester Stallone coming from the planet Earth. Ciao. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Join us again on Friday for the YouTube show where we'll have a little bit more in-depth look at First Blood. And don't forget to check out the Pod Dojo Network. These guys are responsible for my podcast. If you like this, maybe you'll like some of theirs as well. So until next time, bye for now. <laughs>